41 of Lori Talks. Today, the talk is about rushing towards opportunity. No, not rushing, running. Ugh. Running toward opportunity. Ugh. Okay, so I'm reading a story from my blog. When I was growing up, nobody in my family... Oh, and the reason I'm telling this story is because on Tremaine right now, I am seeing 11th and 12th graders. No. Nope, all ages, never mind, all ages of individuals who just are excelling. Every iota of their being has changed. So, of course, me, I'm so nosy. I go and chat it up with them and ask... What did you do? And the answers go something like this. Oh, I just knew I could do it. And I just really started taking more classes. And then I said to my mom, can I take more classes? And then I just started really studying and paying attention and really getting into it and really enjoying it. And that's it. And in a way, that is it. That's it on the outside. But on the inside, there was a certain calling Hence, running toward opportunity. Okay, when I was growing up, nobody in my family talked about any of us kids going to college. The only expectation was that we would all graduate from high school. This was considered the big accomplishment. I graduated and settled into a regular, boring, hourly job and lifestyle, working at a department store. I was on the path to becoming quite happy with my 8 to 5 way of life. New paragraph. I felt like a real adult. I was making enough money to survive. That was all I needed and wanted. I could buy my own clothes, keep my car on the road, and maintain an exciting social life. Ah, this seemed to be enough. Yippee, no more school. Or so I thought. A year after my high school graduation, Mother suggested that I do something more constructive with my life. For the very first time, she told me, Go to college. I graduated with poor grades. In fact, it had never occurred to me that I could go, given my academic performance. I have eight sisters and brothers. I'm number six. Up to that point in my life, of all my relatives, parents, grandparents, first cousins, and anybody else, only my older brother Kevin had gone to college. To this day, I'm not really sure how I got accepted at the university. My mother, however, was instrumental in me being given this opportunity. And even though I don't know how I got in, I'll never forget how I arrived on campus. When it was time for me to leave home, Mother and I drove from Hempstead, Long Island to upstate New York. Seven hours into the drive, we ran over a rock large enough to puncture a hole in the gas tank. Since I hadn't wanted to leave home, I perceived this as good news. I was actually relieved. My mother, on the other hand, had a different idea. We took public transportation back home, borrowed a car, and began our trip again. I complained the entire way. Hours later, she deposited me at the campus and started to drive away. I took off running after the car. My mom pulled over and stopped long enough for me to repeat what I'd been more or less saying the entire trip. Please don't leave me here. I don't want to go to this school or any school. 
Her reply that day was one of the pivotal moments of my life. Side note, you know they say you have five to six pivotal moments in life. Okay, where am I? Her reply that day was one of the pivotal moments of my life. She said, quote, Look, all I ask is that you stay one week. After that, you decide. But stay this week and feel the experience for and within yourself. If it's not for you, then you can leave. At least you won't go through life saying you didn't have the opportunity to go to college. Close quote. Hmm. Okay. Still reading. College was my wake-up call in two ways. One It made me comprehend why family members and teachers referred to me for years as a first-class cloud-niner, out-to-lunch daydreamer. Two, it exposed me to just how unexposed I was. I spent an insane amount of time in a state of shock as to how academically and socially deficient I was. I wanted to run away from the challenges I knew college would present. Yet an education helped me to see the world through fresh eyes in a way that a non-academic setting would not have revealed to me. Thank goodness my mother stopped the car that day. Otherwise, <laughs> I might still be running. <laughs> I end each blog with a quote. So the quote for this one, you ready? Running is the answer if you're on the track team, not so much in life. My point, if there's something that you want, be on the lookout, because what you're seeking is seeking you. And if someone suggests an idea of something to pursue, you never know. Keep your mind open to new opportunities. And see, the thing about opportunity, opportunity could be knocking, but you don't hear it or you don't see it, or you're not in tune to it. So when I first heard that, I thought, well, how am I going to know if opportunities are around me? So I made a resolution to say yes to everything. So I spent a whole year just saying yes. Yes, I can host your event. Yes, I can speak at that event. Yes, I can do this. Yes. It was a good year. But then the next year, no. That was the answer to everything. I've been sticking to that one since. Thank you for listening to episode 41. Run towards opportunity. See opportunity. Feel opportunity. Create opportunity. The way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. And as part of the creator economy, you're creating what you want and at the same time, lifting the world. So carry on in excellence. Thanks for listening. My name is Lori Talks. And with that, I turn the mic over to Mr. John Johnson of K-Sounds Audio. Don't worry about failure. Worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try. This week's musical guest on episode 41 of the Lori Talks podcast, Sydney Jackson. This is her song, Hold On. What is a man without his swag? What is a woman without a pride? What is a child without their imagination? Hold on now, hold on child What is a world without its people? What is a brain without its mind? What is a chance that isn't taken? Hold on now, hold on, child. 